Now we're going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, starting at verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Awesome. Um, There was a big chunk of scripture that we were looking at before, but the passage that we're going to focus on mostly today is um, from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Just want to add that little intro. Um, so hopefully all of you know, um, and Haley has put this on Facebook this week, so if you don't, I hope this isn't the way you're going to find out, but Haley's pregnant, and we're really excited. <laughs> if that is genuine news to you, come and tell me after. I, we're really excited. It's, um, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, uh, but I wanted to use that because... Um, I'm confident that in my future as a dad, there's going to be a time where something along these lines will happen. I'm going to spend an hour or so preparing dinner for my child, constructing something nutritious, delicious, filled with all the things I know my child needs. I'll plate it up, add the jus, garnish it with salt and pepper. And I know that all current parents are sitting here, like scoffing at this display of blind optimism, of the time and energy that I expect to have. But anyway, I'll get this nutritious dinner ready and present it to my child. And as I sit there, eagerly anticipating the heartfelt thanks and gratitude that will surely ensue as my child realizes and appreciates the care and effort and obvious benefit that this meal will provide, this joyful reverie will be interrupted as the plate of food travels in slow motion to the floor. As my child has determined that I have made a mistake. This was the wrong meal to serve me, Dad. And in that gesture, my child revealed this attitude. Dad, I know what's best for me, and this was not it. And unfortunately, I'm sure that this will not be the only response I get. I'll get the whinging. I hate broccoli. I'll get the impatience. When's dinner? I'm starving. I'll get the thankless ambivalence when they'll eat and not even acknowledge that or appreciate any of the effort or care or benefit 
of what they've received and they'll quickly retreat to their room to do other more important things. But I'm sure I'll also get, wow, that was delicious. Thanks very much. Probably when they've moved out and have to cook for themselves. Uh, in many ways, these are the variety of attitudes that we have towards God with the things that He provides for us each and every day. For God, our loving Heavenly Father, knows exactly what we need. And He prepares circumstances in our lives that are for our good. Romans 8, chapter, sorry, chapter 8, verse 28 says, We know that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him. So how do we react in all of life's circumstances? Well, sometimes the circumstances we find ourselves in please us and delight us, and we can praise God and give Him thanks for providing the things we wanted, like when we get a pay rise or when we get great weather on a holiday. Or we can praise Him for when He takes things away that we don't want anymore, like curing us of sickness that ails us. But God sometimes provides circumstances where He gives us things that we don't want, or He takes away things that we do want. And these circumstances can vary person to person in, in, their, in what you get and in, in their impact towards us. For example, when it rains on your wedding day, I had that one, um, when your friends have more money than you do, when you fall sick for a day, or when you develop a chronic illness and your health is taken away from you long term, when you're stuck at a job you don't like, where something in your house breaks, when interest rates rise, or when a global pandemic strikes. What's our attitude in those circumstances? It can often feel very hard to see the good in all circumstances. It's often hard to see how that situation can be working for our good, like that bit in Romans says, that God works all things together for our good. And in turn, it can be very hard to give thanks in such circumstances. And often, if you're anything like me, your response can be anger, where we can throw our plates to the ground and declare that God has made a mistake and we want no part in it. Other times we can whinge or complain because we don't like the weather or we don't like the daily grind of work or because our kids misbehave. But the passage we look at today calls us to give thanks in all circumstances. So how do we do it? How can we give thanks in the sunshine and in the rain, in the times of plenty and in the times of less? Please pray with me as, as we ask God to speak to us today. Father God, we thank you that you are in control. We thank you that you are um, disposed to show us love and show us grace. We pray that you may speak to us today through your word and that you may help us to be thankful people, people who are quick and ready to see your hand and acknowledge your greatness and give you all the thanks and praise you deserve. And I pray that you may speak through me today. Amen. So before we go to how 
we could be thankful in all circumstances. I want to first look at why we should be thankful in all circumstances. Well, firstly, we should be thankful in all circumstances because an underappreciation of God's gifts is the beginning of many sins. And it might seem a bit strange that maybe like the subtle absence of gratitude could be so insidious and could have so many devastating effects. For when we are ungrateful for what God provides, we grow discontent, we grow frustrated. And wrapped up in that attitude of a lack of gratitude is a belief that God has made a mistake, that he was wrong in his wisdom to provide us with this. And ultimately, when we fail to appreciate the things that God gives and the things that he takes away, we're tempted to find other remedies to cure our discontent. For example, a man who fails to appreciate everything about the wife that God has provided for him, the good and the bad, warts and all, that man can be tempted to look at other women for the things that he feels he lacks. And that can lead to lustful thoughts or adultery. Or someone who fails to appreciate the income they have or the brains and the capacity and the opportunity and the health that they've been given or haven't been given by God. In other words, the things that we may not have, that we may not be the smartest people, but God has given us what we have. And in those times, if, we, if we're not thankful for those things, that can sometimes cause us to envy our neighbor who ha- might have more than us in those areas. They might have more money or more opportunities or more better holidays or better cars or a better family or whatever it is. In those times, we can sometimes covet because we don't appreciate what we have. So a failure to give thanks in all circumstances can be at the heart of many sinful behaviors. Secondly, the reason we should be thankful in all circumstances is because we rarely deserve the gifts that God gives. And in turn, God deserves our gratitude for giving us those things. So as all people are guilt, at one time or other, or many, um, are guilty of actively or passively, like willingly or um, accidentally, rejecting God's rule for their life, that rejection shouldn't be met with gifts and blessings, but with consequences. But because of God's incredible love for all people, Christian or not, he gives people laughter and sunshine, life, breath, and everything. Yet many fail to appreciate and recognize that God does this. And so they reject his existence. And even though they reject his existence, he still pours out blessing upon blessing to them. This is called common grace. And God deserves our thanks that he gives our grace to people who don't know him and don't love him. How much more then should the Christian give thanks to God? For not, for not only does God give our blessings to all people, but he off, also offers eternal forgiveness for people's sins 
and rejection. He offered his son Jesus so that whoever believed in him, believed that he died and rose again, would have eternal life in heaven. Eternal life, completely devoid of all sickness and sadness and pain and suffering and filled instead with love and joy and peace and safety for eternity. And on top of that future promise that we have, God promises Christians in Romans 8, 28, which we said before, that he's working all things together for the good of those who love him. It's not just when we reach heaven that, we, that these things will be working for our good, but each and every day, every circumstance, God will work for good, for your good, and for the good of those who love him. God deserves our thanks. He deserves it far more than we can even begin to comprehend and far more than we daily offer. So we, we need to be thankful to God because God deserves to be thanked. Thirdly, we should be thankful in all circumstances because all of our circumstances work together for our good. Now, I've kind of said this, but I'll add a little nuance to it. In the opening analogy, um, even though my future child won't always want to eat the healthy, nutritious, or delicious food that I'll be trying to provide, it doesn't change the fact that it is good and that I'm trying to provide for, my ch for what I think my child will need. How much more true of this with God? The things that he provides for us and the things he takes away are objectively right. Even if we don't feel like they are, even if we don't feel like broccoli, it is objectively good for us. Those circumstances that we don't feel like we want are objectively working for our good. And so we should be thankful for them because a loving father is providing for their children's good. And our Heavenly Father is providing for all of our good in all circumstances. But I also want to just pause here to add a little caveat. I don't think being thankful in every situation necessarily means that we should be thankful for every situation, if that makes sense. We should be thankful in every situation, not always thankful for every situation. And what I mean by that is that we shouldn't be thankful for the sin that we or others commit. We shouldn't be like, oh God, thank you so much for that time that I rejected you and I, I had decided to like actually be a dirtbag. Like, we shouldn't be thankful to God for our sinful hearts. Um, our attitude to sin must, and its effects must be like God's. That we are to be set apart from it. That we must have nothing to do with it. That we must detest it. But even in, in situations of sinful behavior, there are always things to be thankful for. For one thing, you can thank God that he's promised that there will be a time where there will be no more sin. Is one thing we can always be thankful for. We can be always be thankful that our sins have been forgiven, past, present, or future. So we can be sorry for the sin, but thankful for the forgiveness. So delight in things such as those even in those dark times when, things can, when you are hurt or when you hurt others. 
And lastly, we should be thankful in all circumstances because an attitude of gratitude is good for us. I kind of felt like, felt like Bill and Ted just then, like an attitude of gratitude. Um, but it can be good for us. See, this attitude can help us to be anchored during the calm and the storm. For when the sun is warm and life is good, thankfulness can intensify life's highs. Because you can look at a beautiful sunrise and say, that is lovely, but how much deeper when you can appreciate its beauty and thank God for his creativity and for blessing you with that moment. And in the same way, thankfulness can soften the sadness in life's storms. For when we undergo trials, when our health fails or plans change, when our world turns upside down, rather than experiencing the full weight of sadness, anger or grief with no clear path for reconciliation, the Christian sadness and grief can also be accompanied with thankfulness and hope. For we can thank God for his wisdom. We can rest assured knowing that he's working this together for our good. We can reflect on all the things that he has given us and provided for us, rejoicing knowing that we have the ruler of the universe under control, working things, and he has it under control. So giving thanks in all circumstances does not mean that we will never feel pain or sadness, but it means that we always have a path for finding joy amongst the tears, for softening the sting of sadness. So giving thanks in all circumstances is good for us, which is why we should do it. So we looked at why we should give thanks in all circumstances, but how do we actually give thanks in all circumstances? How do we give thanks in the times of plenty and in the times of less? When he gives and when he takes away? Well, firstly, we must trust that God is as good as he says he is. For if we have any doubt of his intentions or his goodness, it's going to be hard to praise him and, and, and find solace in his decisions. If we don't trust that he has our good at heart, it will be hard to trust that it is good and to be thankful for that. Secondly, we need to have a more, sorry, a more sober view of ourselves and recognize that his wisdom is greater than ours. See, if we think that we know what's best for our lives, it's going to be hard to appreciate the decisions that God makes that contradict ours. Like in the example, if I think that lollies are great for me and I want them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but God gives me broccoli, and I think I know what's best, it's going to be pretty hard for me to go, you know what, God? Actually, this broccoli is better. Because I'm like, no, I know. I know that I need lollies right now. But we can't be like that. We need to recognize his superiority over ours, his wisdom above ours. And we need to look at ourselves in, in that light. Thirdly, we need to get actually into the habit of giving thanks in prayer. 
This is probably why at the start of the verse, it says, rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in all circumstances. Because it's much easier to be thankful in every situation when you're in the habit of saying those words constantly. So we should start each and every day thanking God for the sleep we had, even if it was average, but thanking Him for any of it. And then finish each day thanking Him for the pillow that we have that will help us get to sleep. And in between those two moments, thank Him for everything in between. Fourthly, praying constantly will help us to see Him work constantly. Because the more we pray for all things, and the more we we, we are constant in prayer, the more we will be looking for His hand. And the more opportunities we'll have to recognize all that He does and all that He provides, as well as all the things that He takes away. And fifth, we must give thanks in all circumstances. Now this might seem obvious, but it is quite a challenge. Because it's not... Look, I'm only going to be thankful when. It is, I am thankful now. Isn't it tempting to think that, yeah, yeah, I'll be thankful when I've accomplished that hurdle, when I finish my HSC, when I get my degree, when I have a plan for the rest of my life, when I find a partner, when I get married, when I finally get my first home, when I pay off my mortgage, when I get grandchildren, when I can retire. We can constantly push off that feeling or that, that gratitude until we accomplish those things, but that's not what this passage calls us to do. This passage calls us to give thanks in all circumstances. And so God is good all the time and therefore we should be thankful all the time. And lastly, how we do this, let's get to a more practical, a more practical answer because um, I've been talking in the abstract for a long time. I encourage everyone here to spend one minute per day, each day, to rattle off all the things you can that you're grateful to God for. So I want you to spend a second now. Pick a time. What time are you going to do this? And what time are you going to commit to thanking God each day. So at that time tomorrow, or today, if it's later on today, I want you to get out your phone. I want you to sit or, or look up an analog clock. Um, set a timer for one minute. And then forget about the minute, because you don't want to be thinking about that <laughs> as you pray. But then begin praying for all the things that you are thankful for. I challenge you to try and think of as many things as you can. And doing this each and every day will build that habit of gratitude. It will begin training our minds to be thankful. It will cause us to start looking at the things we have rather than the things that we're missing. And the longer we do it, the more likely it will be that we'll be praying through all circumstances, like the passage says. If we do it for one day, that's one circumstance. But if we're praying each and every day, that is all circumstances, all of life's seasons, the times of plenty and the times of less. 
the times of health and the times of sickness, the times of riches and the times of struggles, the times of laughter and the times of sadness. And if we can begin to be thankful in all circumstances, how much more fortified will we be? How pleased will our souls be? Even if it's just a little bit more. For who, who says no to a little bit more contentment? But don't, I don't want you to hear me saying that one minute is all you should do. Let it be the minimum. Let it be the, 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 the starting point. And for those who are craving extra challenges, one thing I've been finding myself doing uh, lately is trying to really observe the times where I'm not feeling thankful, where I'm feeling frustrated or lacking, when I'm feeling sad or stressed, when I'm feeling that constant, that, that constant refrain of discontent that I find myself in. And in those moments, I've been trying to think, rather than focusing on what, what I'm thinking of, how can I be thankful in this moment? And not thankful to the universe, thankful to God. How can I be thankful to you, God, right now in this circumstance? What can, I, what can I be thankful for when I'm stressed at the impending deadlines, when I have more work than I have hours to do it? How can I be thankful when I look at my bank account getting lower and lower, and a horizon with no projects coming in, or no work, because I'm self-employed, no work coming in? How can I be thankful for those moments? How can I be thankful when I'm, I look to my neighbors who have more than me? How can I be thankful when my nan passes away during the heart of COVID? And as I, as I consider that question, what can I be thankful for? As I've said so many, so many times before, there are always so many things. We have a great God. That even, the, even though there are things that have gone wrong, even despite them, even despite the things that have gone not according to my plans, or when my expectations in life are not met, there is always so much to be thankful for. There's always a path for gratitude when you're a Christian. And when we travel down that path of thankfulness, it causes our mindsets to shift. For our gaze shifts upward. It goes from our hardships, which feel out of our control, to our God, who has everything under control. It goes from what we are missing to the giver of the things that we've been given. And conversely, when things are lost, it shifts to the one who takes them away, who says to us, this is not for you right now. I'm working this together for your good. And when I do that, I feel refreshed. It's not always immediate. I sometimes need to constantly go, what can I be thankful for? I'm not thankful yet. I'm not thankful yet, but I keep pursuing it. And eventually, I feel refreshed. I feel at ease. Because I can entrust myself to the one who can see the whole chessboard, who has everything under control, the one who is working all things together for my good, and I can trust him. What a delight that is. And as I've said before, and I cannot overstate, we can and we must 
Always give thanks in all circumstances because of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ who gave up his life for us so that we can have eternal life, who took the penalty that our sin and rejection deserves so that we could inherit the manifold blessings of God who is working all things together for the good of those who love him. So to conclude, there should be nothing more apt than we can do right now than to spend some time thanking God in prayer. Let's pray. Great God, you are so good. We thank you so much for Jesus, God. We thank you that he was willing to come into this world and to be crucified by the very people he made to withstand the shame, the mocking, and, and the pain of being crucified, and even more, to be willing to take our punishment for the sin and the rejection that we deserve. God, we thank you so much that you have offered us eternal life. God, we thank you so much that you offer it to us freely, well, at the cost of your son, but nothing that we have to do other than believe and repent. And God, we are so grateful for that. God, we are thankful that we have a future hope, no matter the storm, that we know that there will be sunny days ahead in heaven, where there will be no more tears, where you will wipe every tear from our eyes. When we have no certainty for the future, we can be certain of a heaven that is to come. And while we await that beautiful, beautiful day when we see your face again, God, we thank you that you are working all things together for our good. We thank you that you bless us so abundantly, so much more than we even realize. We thank you so much for all the gifts you give us, for the beautiful sunshine of the day, for the rain that nourishes the crops, for the country we live in, for the safety we have, for the friendships we can have, for the, the, the experiences you have blessed us with. God, there is too many things to give you thanks for, but we just pray that you can help us to give you as much thanks as you deserve. And God, please help us to be a thankful people. May it distinguish us at Sorrow Bible, be people who give thanks in the, in the sunshine and in the rain and everything in between. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.